superior, actually. Hello, Patrick. Last week you had a guest on Amanda Vollmer on your show, and she talked about the idea of her concern of eating meat due to the drugs that they give them, vaccines and such. Or could you ask your guests, are there ways to procure meat that has not been vaccinated, especially with the new gene editing versions? One, yeah, you can raise your own meat. It's easier than you think. That's one thing. The other thing is you can simply contact farmers who don't believe in vaccination. Yeah. Or you can eat bison. The bison in the United States is not vaccinated. Really? They don't give them drugs? Bison farmers, as a group of people, they feel it's inhumane to vaccinate these wild animals, and they refuse to vaccinate their herds. So uh, bison, for the most part, is not vaccinated. And again, just check with your farmer. There are farmers who don't believe in that. And I've talked to farmers in actually many different countries, and they've told me when they don't vaccinate, um, they get much more offspring and larger litter with the same amount of feed input, mm-hmm. and their animals are healthier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the vaccination of the animals is just like the vaccination of people. It's a, it's a you know political pressure thing. Yeah. Can you ask Dr. Daniels what she thinks about tripe for menudo? Menudo? Menudo. Yeah, that's the stomach. Hmm. Is that good? Uh, yes, it's very good. It's, it's basically the intestines of the animal. And I think it's fine. Uh, I don't, I prefer the uh, colon or small intestines. It's my preference. It gives, I find it gives me more energy. But tripe is more readily available. Yeah. Would those particular foods work um, synergistically with the colon, the small intestine, or stomach of the people eating them as well, just like the cheeks? And um, So I found, I think it would, but I found people with intestinal digestive problems, they do much better with the small intestines as opposed to the tripe, but if tripe is all you can get, then I guess, you know, use that. Mm-hmm. But I've eaten tripe, I've eaten small intestine, I've eaten large intestine of both cow and pig, and I found the most beneficial is the colon, followed very closely by the small intestine, and the stomach is not, you know, that big a deal in terms of uh, healing and energy and all the other stuff. Also, people who have problems like gastroesophageal reflux, um, that's easily fixed just by chewing on fennel seed and drinking more water and skipping breakfast. So it's so easily fixed that it's not worth two hours of boiling tripe over. What does the skipping breakfast do for the acid thing? It empties the stomach. So a lot of people are eating either too late at night or they're eating a heavy meal the next day. And when they wake up in the morning, that meal is actually not fully digested. So when they eat breakfast, that breakfast is going to sit in the stomach because the whole intestines are basically overloaded with continued digestion. So if you skip breakfast, then your body's now had overnight plus a few hours to clear things out. And so that's been shown to get rid of um, reflux, indigestion, and ulcers. Yeah. Interesting. What do you? What would you do if you had the, 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 the burning and, let's say, heartburn and acid reflux in the middle of the night? What would you do for that? A lot of people have that when they lay down. I would get up and get a glass of water. Well, I would get up and get a glass of water and go back to sleep. But 
or maybe two from fennel seeds. But I would handle it the next day. You got to handle it proactively. I see. You can't eat that last meal a day after 3 p.m., for example. Hmm. So if I was waking up with heartburn in the middle of the night and it really bothered me, I would eat my last meal at, say, noon or, or 2 o'clock. And just call it a day. Yeah. yeah. Call it a day. Can you tell me the difference, right, writes an emailer, between cow feet and pig feet used as medicine? Also, do you just drink the broth or do you eat the, the hoof cartilage as well? I eat the hoof and all. In fact, the hoof is my favorite part. What's the difference? The difference is a tenfold uh, power of healing. Hmm. You eat cow foot, you feel it in hours. It's like, whoa. Ooh. Give me a machete. Let me go get some work done. <laughs> Give me a machete, you baby. Feet. <laughs> you eat pig's feet. It's like, okay, I guess a few days I might feel something. So it's, you know, it's a much more gradual type of feeling of improvement. Um, you know, if you've got a serious problem, you want results promptly, cow foot is it. Cow foot is it. But if you have a mild problem and, you know, you're okay with gradual results, that pig feeds it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's an email, another one for Dr. Jennifer Daniels. By the way, uh, we're speaking with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. She's an MD that uh, um, yes. n- now just uh, walks up and down looking for a husband up and down the mountain. And uh, just kidding. Uh, and her, her, her website is vitalitycycles.com. <laughs> Excuse me, vitalitycycles.com where you can get vitality capsules. Are you still, are you not yes. doing your sessions anymore with people or you're you off of that for a while correct my internet is a bit too shaky so for example i will just for me to tape a 30-minute show of course takes you know, 30 minutes let's say but to upload it takes anywhere from 1 to 15 hours oh my goodness exactly so my connection is just not really yeah. as Strong and reliable, yeah. You can't get any more bandwidth. But the IT team is working on it. We're working on it. Yeah, they should be able to offer you some more, but we'll see. Um, uh, Kay, Kay writes in, do you think dairy, even raw dairy, is an estrogenic producer? Absolutely. Pregnant cow? What's she got in the milk but estrogen? I mean, that's a pretty big dose. If you're trying to avoid estrogen, milk of any kind is not for you. Definitely not milk from a cow. Another thing. So if you're worried about estrogen, you want to not get estrogen from an animal bigger than you. So I don't know what her estrogen situation is. Let's just say she has too much estrogen, and I'm going to take her word for it. She definitely doesn't want to be eating any cow milk or cow milk products. In other words, that lets out cheese, sour cream, yogurt, uh, milk, raw or otherwise. Estrogen. So guys who are looking to build muscles and testosterone don't want to do it. No. No, so it's guys who are looking to build that stuff. What they do is they eat whey. So they'll eat whey protein, leaving behind the fat and cholesterol, which is where the estrogen is. Say that again. Estrogen is a steroid. Steroid, okay. Which is a type of fat. 
Mm-hmm. So when the guys who are bodybuilders eat whey, the whey is just the protein piece of the milk. Oh, right. So they don't get the estrogen hit. I only did well on whey protein for about three, three or four months, and then that was it. My body didn't like it anymore. Yeah, I did well on it for about two hours. So I said, ooh, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, boy, I tell you. What is that about the body? I found that with a lot of different foods where you could eat it maybe for 30 days or something, you know, and it's great. But it's great. And then all of a sudden, oh, no. We're done. Uh, because each food has a nutritional profile. Mm-hmm. And once you have all of the, all that you need of that particular nutrient, your body says, okay, enough. Enough. Yeah. Now you can come back to it probably, I don't know, a month, six months, a year, two hmm. years, whatever, and your body will say, oh, okay, it's fine. Sure. Okay, we'll do more. Um, from Philip, what does Dr. Daniels think about, in general, fish, shrimp, things like that? Nutritionally. Okay. Fish, shrimp, things like that. Okay, so those two things, fish and shrimp, are like worlds apart. Yeah. So shrimp is an excellent cholesterol source. Fish is not. So I think shrimp is just great. Shrimp, lobster, wonderful. Uh, your clams and oysters, excellent zinc sources. Your basic uh, swim around fish with the tail on it. <laughs> swim around fish. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way I, you said that. I, I think. <laughs> from Mary. She says, they are putting out threads that's, oh, smallpox will be the next pandemic. What does Jennifer say? I have to say about the prevention and ways to defeat this particular virus if contracted. We've covered it, but... So we talked about defeating it. We got that figured out. But again, they're talking about the next pandemic. The only way you can know the next pandemic is if you're planning it and you're going to put it in the water supply, right, in the food supply. So... You need to understand that you are being, this is a war, and, uh, you know, it's biological warfare, and they're going to release the smallpox. Yeah. That's what you need to understand. Probably so. so if you're going to believe the historic data, the death rate is going to be 10%. 10% people who get it will die. And as far as any vaccine, don't worry about it. It doesn't work. Or I should say it's going to work as well as the COVID vaccine. Ha, ha. Hardy, har, har. <laughs> Hardy, har. So... <laughs> Har, har, har. The way to protect yourself is do not trust any government water supply. Don't drink public water. Distill your own water at home and carry your water with you to drink it. You will see everyone else dropping like flies, and mysteriously, you will not be affected, no matter how close you get to a smallpox person. Um, and, of course, get a private toilet. Oh, Dr. Daniels, that's so expensive in Plymouth. No, it is not. Go to the hardware store, buy a five-gallon bucket. I think there's still five bucks, maybe ten bucks. Then you buy a $15 press-on toilet seat. There you go. Fifty bucks, you got your own personal toilet. And you can uh, throw sawdust in there. It won't even be an odor. So throw sawdust where? 
after you put your business in this bucket because you sat on it, just throw sawdust over it. Oh, I see. Kills oh. the odor. And then you can use it again, put sawdust over it, and keep doing that. And then when you're all done with that, you can either you know dig a hole out back and bury it or whatever. But if you are not using the toilet of someone who has smallpox, you're not going to get it. If you're not drinking water contaminated with smallpox, you're not going to get it. You wash your hands before you eat and cook your food thoroughly, you're not going to get it. So it's pretty straightforward how to avoid it. And no, a mask is not going to help. No, gloves are not going to help. And no, social distancing is not going to help. And no, staying home is not going to help. So if you're drinking public water out the faucet, and if you're uh, sharing your toilet with someone who's infected, then you're going to get it. So what you're suggesting, if they, if they run with this new one, or whatever it is, they're mm-hmm. going to sell you on the idea right. that you can catch it in the air just like COVID and you got to do all this stuff. They're going to sell you on the, on the fact you can catch it any way we don't know how, but obey and do what we tell you to do. <laughs> do what we <laughs> say. they'll tell you to start cooking, it, cooking and eating your children. Maybe they'll tell you, I don't know what they're going to tell you you have to do, but you will have to obey in order to keep from getting this dread, whatever it is. Huh. Never mind, they couldn't keep, keep protect you from it in the first place. Never mind, they predicted it and planned it. <laughs> So. Doc, is there any way of knowing, other than the fact that we're all individual and all different needs, and maybe this is the answer, why, why some of the kids that are getting this thing are doing okay and some are having a hard time? Is there any other explanation, in your opinion, other than we're yes. just... Oh. The kids aren't getting this thing, and this thing isn't causing what's going on with these kids. Something else is. So kids are getting no, sick. No, excuse like kids me. They're die. beginning to give the kids this vaccination in this country. No, 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 no. Oh, you mean some kids get sick from the vaccine and some don't? Yes, right. That's what I'm asking. What yes, oh, ma'am. That's the kid's nutritional background. So any kid is on a low-fat diet, that kid's going down. Wow. So if you've got a kid who's on a low-fat, low-cholesterol diet, he's not going to survive this very well. And why? Can you explain why the fat and the mRNA thing? Because the... Stuff is designed to enter the cell through the cell membrane. Mm-hmm. So the body's only defense is once that thing hits the membrane to cut out that piece of the membrane and eject it. And if the person has a deficiency of the components of the cell membrane, which is fat and cholesterol, they can't do that. Wow. Interesting. Because they got plenty of stuff to, to get it out. Plenty, no, plenty of material. They have plenty of stuff to replace it with. I they can replace it. To replace so it. If you have a, a body with a shortage of fat and cholesterol, then when that thing attaches to the cell membrane, if the cell cuts out that piece of cell membrane and throws it away to eject that poison, the membrane will open up, the contents will spill out, and the whole cell will die. Wow. So the cell doesn't have a choice. It's got to accept that poison of that uh, material in the shot. And it dies because it can't doesn't have the juice to replace it, the good stuff to replace it. No. No? It dies because enough of the cells accept the toxin and collectively the body crumbles. Collect- so the body's got two ways to go. Okay, it's got it hasn't got a good choice here. Either it can fight every single uh, toxin particle by excising that part of the cell, ejecting it. And then it can't close it, so that cell is automatically dead, gone. Or it can say, all right, we're going to accept the toxin into the cells, and then 
see if we can't mount a different kind of response with other cells in the immune system surrounding all these bad cells and we eject those bad cells. So the body's trying to figure out how to do this. Or it says, you know what, we're just going to live with this, see if we can't survive this. So would more fat and cholesterol actually be recommended for people who inadvertently or unconsciously had the vax? Correct, absolutely. Hmm. Hmm, interesting. Wow. But again, that's why they had to plan the low cholesterol diet uh, propaganda thing 30 years in advance. This thing's been apparently in the planning stage for decades. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Yeah. Of course. And that started long ago, right? The whole cholesterol thing. Long ago. Um, it started as I was leaving medical school. That would be 1983. Yeah. So <clears throat> 1982-ish, they were kind of mentioning this and mm -hmm. kind of prepping us for this. I'm like, that's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is, even in medical school, they had absolutely no evidence. No evidence. And it wasn't even as late as the 90s. They were trying to get doctors. Doctors were refusing to prescribe cholesterol-lowering medications because the even the data the drug companies produced showed that only one person in 1,250 who took the drugs as directed benefited. Yes. So I'm going to prescribe the drug to 1,250 people to help one? And what are we saying is help? Prevent one non-fatal heart attack. A non-fatal heart attack. I mean, a silent heart attack. They don't know about it. It wouldn't have bothered them anyway. So the case was very weak. But now they're teaching this to medical students and saying, oh, we've proven it. Here it is. It's just a fact. Accept it. These are the drugs. Prescribe it. Yes. So now they're teaching the whole cholesterol thing in medical schools the way I was taught the blood pressure stuff. So I just accepted all the blood pressure stuff because they presented to me, it to me as proven and as effective. I was, oh, okay. And it made sense. I had, I had this thing. I can measure, measure blood pressure. I got these drugs, lower blood pressure. Oh, okay, we're good. But the cholesterol thing they didn't come up with until my junior year in medical school. I'm like, oh, wait, this is new. Turn on the brain filters. Where's the evidence? Show me the research. We don't have any. Just believe us. Uh, you guys get back to me on that, and when you get the re get the research and evidence, I think I'll start prescribing it. Yeah, yeah. And so then in 1990-something, I had a private practice, and the drug rep showed up, knowing that I had gotten the, the prep talk in medical school, and they said, hey, we want you to prescribe this cholesterol stuff. I was like, well, show me the evidence. Oh, well, we don't have it. I said, well, I'm not going to prescribe it. You don't have any scientific evidence. Come on. And they said, okay, okay, okay. We're going to pay you $50 per patient to put people on this stuff, and we're going to call it a study. Whoa. And, of course, once you put the patient on it for the study, the patient doesn't want to come off the medicine. And so literally what they were really doing was paying me $50 to get this person, get a certain number of people started on the medicine. Wow. So I got about five people on the medicine. I noticed absolutely no improvement in anybody at all. And um, I realized what was really going on here was just a bribe to get me to get people to take this medicine. And so I told them that, you know, I wasn't going to participate in the study, and I told the patients, you can stop taking that stuff. I recall then, I guess right around that time, 1990, that's when the whole big push came. Remember when they came out and said coconut oil was bad for you, 
fat's bad for you. You know, cholesterol is going to kill you. Right. Huge. Evil. Yeah. And I was vegan at the time, so uh, <clears throat> I had basically a no-fat diet. My cholesterol, which did get measured inadvertently at that time, was 147. Wow. Yeah, really low. And I always said, well, I don't have a cholesterol problem. <laughs> I love cholesterol. Uh, I was very, very weak. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to get through the day and take care of the kids and do this and do that. So like, okay, fine. Well, maybe one day I'll get some energy, whatever. Um, so they needed that. Uh, they needed to get the cholesterol lower because cholesterol is the body's universal repair molecule. It fixes anything and everything. And so you have to get the people to have a low cholesterol. Then you can hit them with this, and pretty much after that, you own them. Yeah. And word around the campfire, a lot of that whole thing in the 90s was all operated by a huge operation uh, of the um, canola people out of Canada to, to run canola oil and sell canola oil. Right, exactly. So when people stop eating the cholesterol, so they start eating canola oil. But I didn't eat canola oil because I just uh, didn't feel right about it. Then I found out it was irradiated, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I had to yeah. go on that. So I ate olive oil. I ruined my health with olive oil. Canola is pretty... oil is not cholesterol. It's not yeah. a repair molecule. Yeah. Hi, Patrick. Can you ask Dr. Daniel? Oh, i got to do a break before we do this. Okay, more, uh, more, uh, more emails coming up. On one radio network.com. Uh, folks, I don't know, just because I do something, I'm not suggesting you do, but I do a sauna every day of my life, sometimes twice. I don't know why. I get plenty of um, my little water, uh, just a lot of water, and I, I feel really good doing it, the sauna. And this is a great sauna. It's a, a personal sauna that you can uh, just sit in and have your head out so you don't heat up your head. And, um, well, it's just, a, it's just a nice thing to do, I think. And uh, they've actually had studies where you can, this is pretty cool, you can actually test the heavy metals and, and yucky stuff in the urine and then do the sauna for 30 minutes, test ag again in the urine, and there's more heavy metals and yuck stuff that you don't want come out of the urine just after this, after this sauna for 30 minutes. Uh, it's pretty cool. Previously with cardiologist Dr. Joel Kahn, 35 years experience in cardiology. On your commercial break, you hit a hot button because I'm a giant fan of infrared sauna and the cardiac benefits. Tell us about uh, why you like these saunas for the heart. What does it do? In Japan, it's a traditional therapy of heart disease to even sick heart patients to sit for 15 or 20 minutes in an infrared sauna then lie down and rest and hydrate for about half an hour. They call it WAON, W-A-O-N. It means soothing heat. And they've done research studies, like 30 of them in humans. Anti-ages your arteries and improves the strength of your heart, and it may actually prolong survival in sick heart patients. Anybody can just, again, go to the Internet, read about infrared sauna heart disease, or put my name there because I've written many articles about it. Now there's data coming out of Sweden and Finland because they've published some amazing data, the number of times a week you're in a sauna, number of minutes each time, you can just track out how long you're going to live. So very powerful therapy by being in, my favorite is an infrared sauna. Well, I don't know about you, but if the heart muscles and the arteries are happy, 
Things are good. Very important. I think they're important, Patrick. I do. So it really does help the, the heart and then all of the detoxification stuff. Now, we have um, the best price ever. The best price ever on the sauna. Probably two, 300 bucks less than if you go right to the distributor. So don't do that. Email me, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We got a deal with them. They're allowing me to give you twelve ninety five in the lower forty eight. I think they're fourteen or fifteen ninety five. As long as we don't put it in print, and then Google picks it up and everything gets all messed up on their, you know, on their select, uh, on their suggested retail price. Email me, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We ship them all over the world. Regardless of where you live, we can ship you one. Previously with Daniel Vitalis, talking about elk velvet antler from Sir Thrival. Elk antler or deer antler products are probably the most regenerative substance that we can find in nature, at least for mammals. A couple things that I think are really cool about it is mm-hmm. that it's got six types of collagen. Yes, yeah, so that's, that. really, that's really amazing. When you think about the antler of an elk or a deer, these are an organ that grow in just three months' time and then fall off, and the very next year they grow back. Mammals don't typically regenerate organs that fall off, but antlers from all of the cervid mammals are completely regenerated. In order for them to regenerate, they need to contain substances that cause regeneration, and that's like the 24 growth factors that we find in elk velvet antler. Regeneration, we like that word. Growth factors, we love that word. For boys and girls, that's you. Exclusively from Sir Thrival and exquisitely produced. Daniel Vitalis, OneRadioNetwork.com. Okay, boys and girls, we have a a sale already, a pre... We're going to have some really cool uh, Black Friday sales for sure in the next three or four days, beginning on Thursday. But, um, or Friday, whenever they start, you'll see them. But right now, you can get Pearl Sim, this wonderful pearl product, uh, a beautification product for taking internally and also brushing your teeth with it at uh, 25% off. Use promo code THANKSGIVING. Promo code THANKSGIVING right now. Right now. You don't even have to wait till Black Friday, whatever that is. Right now, Pearl Sim, 25% off using promo code THANKSGIVING. Click an order through our website, please, through one radio network.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We are talking with uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels. Thanks so much for coming on on the fourth Monday of the month, right? Fourth Monday of the month. Yeah. And she's down in Panama where they have, uh, uh, for Thanksgiving, the uh, raccoon and uh, lizards and knives. No, uh, I have an email here that's so news long. Flash, I just got it to my news feed, my news, news flash. 2021 COVID deaths are higher than 2020. I saw that. Deaths. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So all the vaccinating, the shutdowns and blah, 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 hasn't worked. That's all I can say. Hasn't yeah. worked. Hasn't worked. You would think if they're, well, they're just making up the numbers, though, so they can make it work whatever they want, right? Well, they've made up some numbers that don't really make their case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Wait a minute. Yeah, I just got what you're saying here. So they make the numbers up, but then they blow it because the numbers are better because of the vaccines. See, 
I'm a little slow in the draw here. Okay, I get you. Wow. No, no, no. The numbers are worse. The numbers are worse no. in 2021, even no. though more people are vaccinated. Yeah, I understand. So this is supposed to get people upset and make them want to get boosters. Whoa, 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 whoa. The first two shots didn't work. You want to get a third, fourth, and fifth? What are we up to here? <laughs> Can you move your camera over a little bit to your um, political left? Because I'm losing you. Political left. This is my left. Had a girl. Okay, there you go. I don't want to lose you. So this is a very long email. Please don't do this to me. Mm. But I'm going to get it because I've been reading it during the commercial. Somewhere in the mix. Right? Here it is. But uh, three weeks ago, this emailer began seeing blurs, white white floaters in the eyes. Um, Stop. We have a visual problem. What's visu- the question? Okay. Start to feel pressure in the back of my eyes, experiencing headache, yeah, yeah. waking up to find deposits in the corner of my eyes, goobies. Since then, the headaches right. are gone. Mild stinging in the eyes. I'm paraphrasing. No, no, no. We don't hear any more about the eyes. Is that the question, what to do about this? I'm not sure. I've got the, all the symptoms of both. I've been reluctant to see the eye doctor, blah, blah, blah. Okay, <laughs> okay here we go. While doing research on one radio network, I found a show from 2019. Dr. Daniels described using Vicks, here we go, in the eyes for floaters and cataracts. You also mentioned that seeing meat increase your chances for this type of eye problems. Did you say that? More meat, more eye problems? What might increase your chances? What might increase your chances? Meat. He says you said that. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, that's true. He says, I do eat chicken. Almost every day. Ooh, a lot of chicken. I tried the VIX last night, but I don't see any difference. Well, one night. Okay. Does it take a few applications? See, we got there. Okay. All right. So let's just summarize. Eye problem. What about VIX and how about chicken? That's the whole question. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) So as Mary Poppins would say, we have to start at the very beginning. And the very beginning is, you know, he's got to make sure he's hydrated. He's got to make sure he's having bowel movements. He's got to make sure that these floaters and all this crap has got some place to go to leave his body. So let's just say he's done that. Um, the high intake of chicken, we don't really know anything about that, but if he's eating boneless, skinless chicken, that's definitely not a good idea. So I am personally not a fan of chicken unless you're eating chicken feet. I really can't recommend any other piece of the chicken. Maybe maybe the uh, liver and the gizzards. But, uh, you know, boneless, skinless, anything on the chicken is a very bad idea. It's going to cause deterioration and breakdown of all of your connective tissue, including your eyeballs. So having said that, though, what do we? what's the fix here? The simplest fix I found is ginger tea eye wash. Hmm. Ginger eye wash, yep. Get a piece of ginger, rinse it, don't need to peel it. Slice 15 slices off of it, put it in a cup and a half of water, simmer it for 10 minutes, strain it, and then you're using distilled water for all this, by the way. Mm -hmm. And then you take a teaspoon of that, add it to a cup of distilled water, use this diluted cup for filling eye cups and washing your eyes. Cool. And you keep washing your eyes and throwing out the eye wash until the whole cup is gone. You do this once a day. And people have told me that their eye pain is totally gone, totally gone in less than a week. Are you going through the cup in one day? 
That cup mixture? Let's start at the very beginning. No, we got yeah, you. Cup mixture, you're going to do it one day. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. The concentrate, yeah. you're using a teaspoon a day of the concentrate. So the concentrate will probably last for a week, and you should refrigerate it between you. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's 15 slices of ginger, one and a half cups of water. That's your concentrate. You're going to simmer that puppy, and then that's, and you strain it. And then, mm-hmm. then you could put a teaspoon of the concentrate in one cup of water, and that's what you're using right. for your, for your uh, eye cup. And, but you use the whole cup in yes. one day. So you're going to have a little good little washing there, right? Right. Hmm. Now, what's going to happen the next morning when you wake up? You're going to have pus just flowing out of your eyeball. Is that right? Don't oh. worry about it. Just wipe it away and you'll see your floaters are less. So you're going to see a lot of pus coming out, a lot of pus, a lot of pus coming out. Very cool. And that pus is literally your body dumping the floaters. Huh. What are floaters? Just toxins? Good question. Uh, honestly, they're probably little worms. Really? So, hmm. if you live in the United States, they're floaters. If you live in Africa, it's called river blindness. Ah. And they have a worm that they've identified, they've named, and it causes floaters. And if you ignore it long enough, you get so many floaters, why you can't see a darn thing? And in Africa, they found taking ivermectin one pill a year. Can you believe it? One pill a year saves people's eyesight. One pill a year? Huh. I'll say one pill, sorry. One dose a year. I one see. time a year. Just hmm. one dose so, uh, since we're in a developed country where we don't talk about worms in your eyeballs and people get really freaked out about it, and <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about those worms. So just do the ginger wash. Just do the ginger wash and just rinse those boogers away. Hmm. Nessa writes in. I believe it's deer season. Can we eat all the deer parts mm-hmm. too? Deer is a different animal. Hmm. I am personally not a deer fan, but if you're going to eat deer, and that's all you can do then you have to mix your deer meat with uh, pork fat. The deer meat is excessively lean and you can get protein poisoning from eating it. So I learned this living with uh, the hunters in the wilderness of Wisconsin hmm. in uh, the United States. But um, so city folks will eat deer meat thinking it's superior and they'll actually destroy their health with uh, protein poisoning. Wow. Rachel says I have great Teeth, very strong, but my gums are failing. Please help me. So we don't really know what that means. Does she mean that her perfectly te- perfect teeth have no cavities and they're loose and rattling around in her gums? Let's just say that that's what we're talking about. <laughs> then she should still eat the cow foot soup with handle that. Goes, goes right for it. Patricia says, I, I always thought tripe was the stomach of the cow, the intestines are called, in Spanish, tripas. No, tripas and tripe are the same thing. So tripe is the stomach. And um, I'm no Spanish expert, but you got the stomach, you got the small intestine, you got the large intestine. So there you have it. There you have it. Okay, getting through these here. Um, Aaron writes in, I'm not able to buy ivermectin tablets, so I bought the ivermectin horse paste. According to the formula, I need to take 15 milliliters of the horse paste twice a month. month. How do I measure 15 milliliters of horse paste, of the paste? 
One moment, I have the ivermectin horse paste and the pills, and I will show you. Oh, see, you just came to the right spot here. Man, I tell you what. Patrick Timponi, tomorrow we're going to have a lady on who is a whistleblower from the uh, United Nations, one of the more spookier um, organizations on the planet. So join us at uh, 10 o'clock. And then on Wednesday, we, we have a, a gentleman who was born in 1400 who's at the original Thanksgiving. He's going to be on. And also Richard Mayberry. So they got your horse pace. Good for you. This is the ivermectin. It's called ivermectin. It doesn't matter which one you get. They're all the same. This is the horse paste. Um, if they told you you'd take 15 um, cc's or milliliters, they've just given you an overdose. <laughs> oh. You're going hmm. to be a hurting book of root. So if you look on the... Um, I don't know if you can see this. <clears throat> if you look on the stem, those are numbers. You see that? 300, 400, 600? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I see them clearly, yeah. yeah. Very good. I'm going to dial this back so you can see what it looks like. No, you're going to come back. we got to show you something else. Oh, I got you full screen, okay, so, so it's easier for you to show these stuff. These are human. Yeah, these are human. Wait, these are numbers. Mm -hmm. These are kilogram numbers. Kilo. Oh, see that? of weight? Zero, 100. Those are kilograms. Oh. Yeah. So get on a kilogram scale or get on a pound scale, divide by 2.2, that's your kilograms. Okay. Then you have your little syringe here. You dial it to the number that corresponds to your kilogram weight. Wow. So this is, say, 100 kilograms. Right there, we're at the 100. Can you see we're at the 100? Uh-huh. And then when you're there at the 100... Take the top off and squirt, and that's your dose. Now, notice the space. Uh, let me get the space there. That's not even a cc. So, anyone that's going to tell you that you need, as a human being, to take 10 cc's, 10 cc's is the dose. Let's look over here for a 600 pound horse, Whoa. a 600 kilogram horse. Yeah, 1,200-pound person. So that's an overdose, what you've just described. Because milliliters and cc are the same? No. Exactly. Okay. But this is why the cream is so difficult to use, right? Because you have to be a master of decimals. All right. Anyone who can't find ivermectin is not looking. Here we have ivermectin for your dog. Any pet shop. Ivermectina Kalox. This is for your dog or your kitty cat. Oh. Now this, as you can see, is a six milligram pill. This is what it looks like. And notice, I don't know if you can appreciate it, it has a score, you can cut it in half. Yeah, I don't know if you can see. There you go. Uh -huh. It's right, uh, right there, it's, you can cut it in half. It's, it's the score, yeah, there you can see the scoring. And so, you take your weight in pounds, divide it by 2.2, that's kilograms. Mm. Multiply it by 0.2, and that's your dose. And so for me, that all comes out to 15, well, 13 to 15. And so that's what I take. Now, you can also two. go online. Mm -hmm. mm. You can go online. So I take, so there's six milligrams, so I take two and a half of these. 
So you can go online and they have a nice chart. Get your weight in pounds here. It tells you how many milligrams to take there. Simple, no math needed. But the problem with this is it's a 1% uh, solution. Let me see. Yeah, 1% of ivermectin. The problem with that is one cc, which is a fifth of a teaspoon, is 100 milligrams, which is an overdose for almost any human. Hmm. So if someone tells you that the cream, the horse cream, that you need 15 cc's, you might as well just pick out your, your grave plot, you know, whatever else you need, get yourself ready, get your affairs in order before you take that <laughs> dose. I don't have affairs before you do does that help answer the question? So. Did we answer the question? I think you did. But what I'm curious with you, because I'm always asking you, now you have turpentine at your disposal, and why would you want to take yes. ivermectin? Because it, it goes after creepy crawlies, right? The reason I take ivermectin is ivermectin, the dosing is only once a month or once a year. Hmm. So that like really seriously frees up my life, right? I don't have to do something every day like turpentine. So I, I switched to ivermectin and I started taking it and I actually felt better. I said, well, this is all right. And then I said, at first I said, oh, you know, I don't need turpentine. And then I said, wait a minute, let me take turpentine and see what happens. What I found was when I took turpentine, I felt even better. And I could take the turpentine and maintain that superior feeling with just one or two doses a week. So for me, this really frees me up because now we're looking at one dose of this replacing, you know, 20 doses of turpentine. So when you said you take your kilo, which is uh, your weight divided by 2.2 times 0.2, right. that's the dose for, right. did you say, uh, Doc, one month? Once a month or once a year, depending on your reason for taking it. I see. So let's say your reason for taking it is, uh, we just want to feel good. Yeah. And maybe, like me, you live in a high-parasite environment. Yeah, I live in a jungle, for Christ's sake. Uh, I would take it once a month. Now, I take other precautions. I don't drink tap water. I don't drink tap water in my house. Uh, possibly in a restaurant or someone else's house, maybe. But generally, I, I only um, use distilled water in my house, and I carry water with me at all times. So I minimize my exposure to parasites. Yeah. So that's the water exposure. And as far as bathrooms, I use my own bathroom at my house. When you buy this ivermectin off the shelf for, for, for animals, is there a... There must, pet shop. Go to the pet a shop. A pet shop. There must be different uh, levels of how strong it is. I guess you have to just pay attention to what... Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. So this is six milligrams, which for uh, an adult is like for maybe a, hun um, a 50, 60 pound adult. Six. Mm -hmm. so you can take one of these, right? But the problem is it comes in one milligram, three milligrams, six milligrams, and listen for it, 300 milligrams. You let them give you that 300 milligram pill, it's over. Go and do that. You've just, yeah, you've made a life-changing, maybe even life-ending decision. <laughs> I have... Um... But I showed you what the six milligram looks like. Yeah. 
the two or three hundred milligram pill is substantially bigger. They tried to sell me that like, whoa, no, I'm not taking that one. <laughs> I said, you guys got to look a little further. And uh, they, they found this pill. Now, if you buy ivermectin labeled for human use, it's the exact same pill in the exact same card. No same, difference. Same. It's just 10 times the price. Yeah. yeah. I purchased some of the liquid in a thing where you have to, you know, you have to get a needle and get it out from my dog. I've had it in the fridge for a couple of years. I guess it's still good. Um, yeah. Is milliliters the same as milligrams? No. No? 1,000 milligrams make one milliliter. A milliliter is one thousandth of a liter. Right. A gram is one thousandth of a milligram. Right. Well, that's the same thing. No. No? You have a liter, a milliliter, and a milligram. You're dividing by a thousand to get from the liter to the milliliter. Now you're dividing by a thousand to get from the milliliter to the milligram. Oh. You got to divide twice. Right. And, in case you're not confused enough, you go from milligram, another thousand, to get to micrograms. All right. And the point, too, I told you to multiply by is 200 micrograms. Yeah, now you're totally confused. Right, totally yeah, confused. Yeah, yeah. So this is why I tell people, read the package insert. They have a nice little chart there. Can't miss it. And the package insert, you just have to write ivermectin pack, package insert. Bam. It'll come right up online, and you can read it. It explains all the dosing to you in clear, easy-to-understand English. Don't need a medical degree or any expertise in math. Gotcha. And just in case you can't figure it out, they have a chart where you can just figure out your weight. There's a dose. Let me do this one before we go. Here, just someone discovered um, blood works a very high PSA after ultrasounds discovered two tumors in his prostate. Need to mention mm -hmm. that I exercise, did marathons for many years. Mm, vegetarian, raw foodist, and he visited with an MD, was told by both that he probably has stage four prostate cancer, better hurry up and do a biopsy, otherwise the chemo may not even respond. Um, so let's see, he has a lightness. The most important information he has not told me. What's Any that? piss and how's his sex life? Doesn't say. Didn't tell you. Doesn't say. <laughs> The most important stuff. <laughs> but anyway, let's ignore all that. So if he can piss straight, he should ignore the PSA, not get the biopsy, go on with his life. If he can pee what? What, what, what word are you using? Straight? If he can pee straight. If he can piss and get that urine from his penis into the toilet, then he does not need the biopsy. What if the fl flow is slow or something like that? It's okay? Well, if the flow is slow, then it can maybe take some turpentine and vitality capsules or something. But the point is, the tests that are being done are totally irrelevant. And even if he does have stage 4 cancer, men live very nicely with stage 4 cancer. It does not adversely affect them. Really? In other words, prostate cancer is actually not a disease. It's just a reason for revenue generation. Yeah, we've heard that even people with prostate cancer, they die of something else before they die of prostate cancer. Is that true? That's so true that the way they found that out was men who died 
um, and were healthy at the time of death, they did autopsies and found, oh, they haven't had prostate cancer. And of course, they were all uh, pretty old people. Or maybe someone died of a heart attack, or they died of, actually, the car accident, that's just what they did. So the guys who died of a car accident or in a car accident, they did autopsies on these men and found that 30% happened to have prostate cancer, which means prostate cancer was not symptomatic, did not bother them. So this is a definite case of don't trouble trouble until trouble troubles you. So even if he does have an imp impedance of his uh, flow of urine, the prostate cancer is probably not uh, relevant to the solution. How would uh, turpentine help that, like a slow flow? What would what be going on there? Again, turpentine is a solvent, so it helps the body remodel and dissolve the crud in the way that's impeding it. I see. Crud. Crud. 52, crud stuff, junk. 52-year-old gentleman. Um, been doing well, been on statins for a few years. I'd like to get off. I'm driven to I'm driven to do this because my father died a few years ago after the docs put him on statins. Uh, any advice from Dr. Daniels? Okay, so what statins do is they um, interfere with your body's production of uh, cholesterol and accelerate your body's dumping of cholesterol. So what he needs to do is go on a, he needs to go on a very high cholesterol diet for like about a week or two, and then he can just stop his statins, he'll be fine. What's a high cholesterol diet? Uh, a high cholesterol diet would be maybe uh, liver every day, four to eight ounces. And with liver, you always have, you know, salt, pepper, liver, and onions. You can embellish the recipe beyond that, but that's the must have. Salt, pepper, liver, and onions, a little bit of rice, and some cooked vegetable. So if he can eat that every day for about a week, then maybe eat that twice a week and just stop the statins. He's good to go. Hmm. Can I give my Vitality capsules to my cat? I don't know. Don't know about that. Um, if I am intimate with a woman that has had both shots, will I be infected the same as getting injected myself? No. That's good news for him because he likes her. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think it's a problem? Well, he's a happy boy. Yes. <laughs> well, my dear, another two hours and here we are. Another show. Here we are. We've made it this far. Made it this far. Made it this far. So you're going to... Accept one of your invitations for Thursday and go out and have some food? Oh, both of them. Oh, both. both of you're going to do both. Well, good for you. Well, you know how it is in the United States, right? When you're a teenager, you go from one house to another. Right. For Thanksgiving, you can go to five houses in one day, by golly. <laughs> so I feel like, well, that might as well just be a teenager. Go to two different parties. Just eat it up, man. Just have a good, had a good time. Tell folks about yeah. your website and where they might find there before we leave you. Go to VitalitySamples.com. You'll find your free report, The Candida Cleaner, which tells you all about the wonders of turpentine and how to use it safely and how to decide if it's for you or not. You also find Vitality Capsules, regular and extra strength, and these help you to poop three times a day and 
cleanse your body, accelerate your circulation, and prepare yourself, should you decide to, to take turpentine or simply help you feel better by cleansing. And it's a cleanser that is comfortable enough for everyday use. <laughs> I like it. It's like a commercial. Comfortable enough for everyday use. <laughs> We'll see you later, girl. Thank you. We love you. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Next month. Mm-hmm. She's Happy a trip. She is a trip. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> well, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have a very, very nice turpentine pure pine gum spirits in our store. It's not something that we actually sell, but we wanted to put it in there as a service to you because people ask all the time, do you sell it? We don't really. You're just going to go through Amazon, and we don't make any money. It's fine. We don't care. But this is, uh, if you're going to use it, this is the best one, in our opinion. It is um, um, Diamond G Forest Products. It kind of smells like flowers. I mean, it doesn't smell like turpentine. And that's the one to use. Um, And uh, so you can go into our store and grab that. Well, we have a fun show for you, Richard Mayberry on Wednesday. After Richard Mayberry, we have a special guest, uh, a gentleman who is uh, quite old. He was actually at the original Thanksgiving in 1460 or 30 at Jamestown. And so we're going to ask him about longevity and also a lot of different things because he's been around for 400 years. Who knows? Um, you know, Who knows what we're going to ask him. So he'll be here after Richard Mayberry, maybe around 12.30 or so on Wednesday. Tomorrow, a lady who is uh, a whistleblower for the United Nations. You know, the United Nations. We've known and uh, we've done shows. The United Nations a very spooky organization. They're one of the, the belly of the beast, baby. And um, one of the reasons why Pe- President Trump was talking talking trash about the United Nations the whole time and one of the reasons why they try to get rid of them because the United Nations are part of the whole cabal thing that uh, spent their whole life trying to get rid of President Trump and are behind this whole uh, COVID uh, scam as well. So we'll, uh, we have a fun week for you and uh, lead you up to Thanksgiving. I think I suspect we'll be here on Friday after Thanksgiving. We have a lot of Friday, uh, you know, Black Friday sales we want to tell you about, and also I have fun doing the show, so I'll be here and we'll, we'll play around. And if you have the day off, you can come join us. We'll be live at 10 o'clock on Friday. So I love you all very much. Thanks for your ongoing support. Don't be shy by buying products from us. That's how we support ourselves. So if you've got some extra bucks, you want to support our show, if you like what you hear, uh, just uh, go on our website, oneradionetwork.com oneradionetwork.com look at all of our different um, products listed on the right side of our front page and also in our store and then also remember uh, our videos are on BitChute you'll see a link to the BitChute page right on our front page and also Telegram you can click on there and join us on Telegram it's a very cool uh, platform Uh, no censorship we're currently about halfway through a 30-day jail sentence from Facebook, so I haven't been on Facebook because they put me in timeout again for being, I don't know what, you know, who knows. So I love you all. Thank you. Take care, 
And uh, may the blessings be. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.